It's time to turn your site into a money-making machine with net income on webmasterradio.fm. Your host, Jeremy Shoemaker, covers all the angles from contextual advertising, affiliates, donations, subscription, direct sales, pay-per-click, and more. Net Income helps you get the most revenue using various streams of income. More money, more money, more money. Now, join your host as we bring on the blade, Jeremy Shoemaker. Everybody, what's up? It is the November 21st edition of Net Income. I am your host, Jeremy Shoemaker, also known as Shoe Money. And today, we have two special guests with me co-hosting the show. One is uh, the Shandy King, who works for Web Gorilla and uh, was uh, at the PubCon with me. And the other one is another uh, Webmaster Radio chat room participant who goes by Seashell. How are you doing, guys? Fine. How are you doing, Shu? I'm doing awesome. Great. So... We all just went to PubCon. Was, uh, I thought it was an amazing show, quite the turnout. Um, what did you guys think of the show? Uh, you know, apart from everybody being so separated with uh, the hotels, I thought it was an amazing show. It was a lot bigger than I expected. I liked yeah. it. It was. Um, I, I think you're right about the whole separation thing. I know in Boston it was a lot more intimate, and everyone tended to be hanging out at the same hotel in the lobby afterwards. And this time it's like once you... Once you grouped up with your friends and everyone kind of went their separate ways, there was not a whole lot of chance of running into other people while you were out, and everyone kind of did their own thing. But at the actual conference, I thought, it, I thought everything was great. I mean, especially the keynote. I was really impressed with the keynote speech. So, uh, Tichelle, you went to a lot more sessions, I think, than me and uh, Shandy went to. So what, <laughs> what, uh, did, you, did you go to all the keynotes? Um, no, I went to two of them. I went to the first one, and then I went to Danny's. What did you What did you think of Guy Kawasaki? His keynote was fantastic, and in fact, I I thought it was actually so good. It was really a tough act for the rest of the speakers the rest of the day to follow. Um, I know when he gave that list of um, how to give a good how to give a good presentation, everyone really paid attention. And then when we went to the following sessions, it was like, oh, they're doing that wrong, and oh, they're doing that wrong. They're reading too fast. They're reading, you know, the font's not big enough. So it was really, on the one hand, it was great to kick it off on such a strong note, and on another hand, I kind of felt sorry for the people that had to try to come in and, and follow that act. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's practically just about doing this for a living. I mean, he's, a, he's quite the keynote speaker. Adam, did you make it to any of the keynotes? I did not, no. Yeah, neither did I. Yeah, but, um, one, really? That was a yeah. Hard. I actually didn't make it to one session. Um... I, you know, I have a job to do other stuff, you know, so I paid for the pass, but and also paid for it for Dillsmack, but, you know, we had our, our little Shumani job to do, which was uh, the nightlife until the sun came up, so, yeah, so, uh, but that's why I have uh, you on the show to talk about some of your sessions you like, and me and Adam, I think we did most of the of the nightlife and networking aspects of that, so... What, what was your uh, favorite session there, Seashell, that you attended? Uh, favorite session? Hmm. Um, I, I'm really going to have to go with the interactive uh, SERP site review with um, Matt Cutts and, and Tim Mayer at the, towards the end. Well, that's um, great. That's that was definitely okay. That was definitely the best. But there were a bunch of other really good ones. I I really tend to like the site review sessions the most. I think I get the most out of those and. When you have the other sessions where it's 
there were a lot of sessions where it just seemed like people were getting up and pitching their business. And that's really not something that I'm, I'm terribly interested in. It's like, well, you know, if I see you in the expo hall and I'm interested in your business, I'll ask you about it, but I don't want to sit through a lecture <laughs> about your business. Right. Um, the site reviews, though, are great. I mean, yeah, it's kind of fun to stick with the people who volunteer to be torn apart, but you learn so much from that. Um, you know, you never know when you're going to see something that they're doing that you're doing too, and that way you don't have to, like, volunteer that, you know, you're doing it too. But I, I always take tons and tons of notes. Um, it was – I really like those yeah. sessions. Those are definitely you know, my favorite, and I wish we could do more. The uh, the one session that you were talking about, the review session, that was kind of the talk of the town, it seemed like, and I know you both went to that. Um, as a – each person came up and talked to me about it. They were like, you know, a guy talked about one of his sites, and then Matt showed all these domains owned by this person. And I said, he didn't mention me, did he? That's like the first thing I said to everybody. And they were like, nope. And I'm like, okay, good. So I don't know. I mean, Adam, what, what exactly did you, did you get from that? You know, that was, that was, it was a strange, strange thing to hear come from Matt's mouth. Um, you know, this guy gets up and he says, hey, review my site. And, you know, everybody jumps into their site review mode. And, you know, you see Matt sitting there in the corner with his laptop facing him. And, you know, everybody's just talking about the normal things. And, you know, uh, the first thing Matt says is, well, you, you know, you got a bunch of park domains. And, uh, you know, the guy was just like, hey, well, none of those domains are linking to the site I'm talking about. So, you know, why does it matter? And, you know, Matt's just like, well, you got advertising on these domains and, you know. I was like, I don't understand what that has to do with my current site. You know, is that, is that affecting my site? And Matt kind of just sat back for a minute and regrouped, I think, for a second. And he's just like, well, no, but it is best to work on one domain, focus on one domain, and, and not have too many. You know, and, yeah. and I sat there, you know, I sat there in the audience with a group of people, and we kind of looked around each other and said, well, that's kind of a bizarre thing to say. So thought, uh, that struck us, struck us I off guard. Really, really strange thing to say. And, you know, the more we talked about it, it's like, well, if, he wouldn't have said something if it's not significant, you know. And if they're using that information to, you know, add weight or take weight off of the, you know, the authority rank or the authority weight that they give to your site, that's, that's definitely something to be concerned about. It kind of worries me that they can see all this stuff. And, um, you know, and I, and I have some suspicions. I think they can see things that you privately register to. But that's, you know, I can't prove it one way or the other. It's just a, a sneaking suspicion. But yeah, that was interesting. Th- I mean, it's definitely interesting. I remember when Google, uh, you know, the, I want to say it was a year ago, I went and I, I saw some uh, things on the Google patents, and they talked about how they filed patents, and in their patents for scoring domains and rankings and whatnot, they were going to take into account the registration data. And they specifically cited, you know, duplicate registrations and things like that. And, and everybody was like, ooh, scary. And then all of a sudden, it, it's like that passed. And then Google became a, a registrar. And everybody was like, ooh, Google's going to sell domains. And, and then they said, no, we have no plans to do that. And everybody's like, well, why, why would they become a registrar? And it's like, duh, because they get access to reg- yeah, everything so they, they want. I bet so they then can it was see like, the private registrations. So, because so if then got, oh, yeah. I was just say, um, I used to work, um, I worked for IndyNet way back in the day, and we were, um, they bought a license to be part of the uh, Internet Council of Registrars Corps, I think it was called, and I went to some of those meetings out in, in D.C. that they had, and they, the type of information that is actually held in that central database, I mean, 
if they're a registrar, they can see that information, whether it's private, privately registered or not. Right. So I wasn't on crack to think that they, they know all about my, you know, those <clears throat> four adult names that I registered that I really don't want anyone to know about. Um, so, oh, God, that's kind of scary. Yeah, well, it just, you know, just goes to show that they can see everything. I mean, I don't know what business it is of theirs if I'm interested in starting another online business or uh, it requires me to register a bunch of different domains for whatever reason. It's not, nothing to do with them, but, uh, you know, the fact that he was able to pull up that information in a matter of a few seconds of looking at this guy's site, it's got to show me that, you know, he's got something built into his little toolkit there that they're looking at that for whatever reason. Well, did you and, notice uh, that when he know. first sat down? When he yeah. first sat down, not only did he move off to the corner and angle his laptop so the other panelists couldn't see, he looked back over his shoulder to make sure that the, the camera couldn't see his screen and to display it on the screen, on the big TV screen behind him. Yeah, yeah. he does that. Well, I think, I think that maybe he did have a, you know, at least what I was kind of get to was that, you know, it's been a while since we've been reminded that Google does see all that we do or could see all that we could do. And it's like, it was almost like he, that was, uh, they definitely wanted to remind us that they can see everything. So, well, there you go. It's the fear of God in us. Yeah, it does. I mean, yeah. definitely when they said that, I said, well, it wasn't me, was it? It wasn't me, was it? So, yeah, that was the first thing you said when we talked about it. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. We actually need to go to a break. Um, so, uh, Brasco is running us today. So, Brasco, let's go ahead and head to a break. Stick around. Net income on webmasterradio.fm. We'll be back after this short break. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN-accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. Com. More than a name. Now, experience the future of web design and development with a whole new level of efficiency, expressiveness, and simplified workflow. Introducing Studio 8, a compilation of the latest releases from Dreamweaver, Flash Professional, Fireworks, Contribute, and Flash Paper. Sure to inspire you to create superior online video sites and mobile content. And now, through this exclusive WebmasterRadio.fm offer, listeners can save a whopping $100 off Studio 8. Visit the online store at Adobe or contact Adobe Customer Services and provide promo code Webmaster Radio in order to receive your discount. Studio 8, your way to create. It's all about links, baby. Content is king, but links are what you need to get you those all-important organic search listings. Float to the top of your keyword listings within the major portals while driving targeted traffic to your website at the same time. Work with a company with a proven track record for delivering results for thousands of individual website owners and major Fortune 500 companies. TextLinkAds.com is your source for securing relevant links. Baby, textlinkads.com. It's time to turn your site into a money-making machine with net income on webmasterradio.fm. Now, join your host as we bring on the bling, Jeremy Shoemaker. And welcome back. And if you're just joining us, we have uh, the Shannon King on the line with us, Adam Sussman, and... 
seashell whose identity will remain anonymous for now. So, everybody with us? I'm yeah, here. I'm here. Okay, good. So we're talking PubCon, and uh, but also we're starting to get some questions from the chat room. Um, any of the chat room people you have questions for my guests or me, please fire away, and I will try to get to them. Um, one was just uh, said, shoe for a newbie. How many sites would you recommend we try at the same time, and when do you judge that site is successful? <laughs> That's a good question. Mm. Um, me personally, I, I think you should try as many as you have time to do, and I mean, it really depends on your goal. If you're trying to build community, you know, sites that people will actually use and bookmark, you know, what the Internet was, you know, supposed to be about, um, then I, I think you're going to have to put a lot of time, and I, I don't know that you'll be able to start a new one all the time, but, you know, blogs and stuff like that, you can definitely start new niche sites all the time. Um, when do you judge if they're successful? Uh, boy, that's a tough one. If you, I think I think you judge success by um, gradual increases in traffic, basically. So if you just continue to grow and uh, more people come to your site today than yesterday, then I would say that site is successful and continue to work on it. What do you guys think? Adam, I'll go to you first. Yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, launch launch new sites all the time, but have specific ideas of what you want to do with it. Um, you know, get it up there, get it working the way you want to get it working and, and uh, you know, measure your conversions right away and uh, try to reach your goal right away. Don't worry about the aesthetics and the colors and all that. You know, that, that could be worked on later. And if you just focus on getting the site up and running with good content, uh, it should rank well and uh, you should achieve your goals. And you'll see some sites pop quicker than others just because of the industry that you're in. Um, there's no secret formula to that. So you want to throw out a big net. I agree. Seashell, what's your, what's your thoughts on that? I tend to build sites that are really content-heavy, so when I'm working on one, I really just have to kind of work on that one for a long time because I don't have tons and tons of time during the day, and it's kind of hard for me to, to shift gears. So really, you can start as many sites as you want. Just make sure you have the time to devote to them because I think the more time, it's like, you know, your site is like your baby. If you, t- if you pay attention to it and you take care of it, it'll, it'll grow and, and flourish, and if you neglect it and forget to feed it, it'll starve to death. Strong analogy there. That's pretty good. All right, so we got some other questions. Uh, do new content spam Google rules affect traffic that I'm getting by writing articles that are keyword optimized and submitting them to article sites? Ooh, content spam Google rules. I'm a little confused by what you mean by that, Dr. Howe. Um, Adam or Seashell, you guys have any clues on that? I guess I guess uh, the person's trying to submit um, articles with uh, links in them. I, I think that's only going to help you. I think um, it's only going to help too, as long as it's relevant. I mean, well, you know, the article sites. The I think the problem with article sites is that you end up get, giving people duplicate, you know, duplicate articles of your own site. You know, so if you have articles on your site and you know you want people to, uh, you know, you want people to. Um, you know, syndicate it. You know, have them syndicate part of the article or a piece of it. But I don't know if they need to syndicate the whole entire article. Otherwise, you just have the same content, you know, over hundreds of pages around the web. So I think yeah. that it dilutes. I think it dilutes your, uh, you know, it dilutes the article on your main site. What I That's do. Just my opinion on it. What I do is, um, 
I, I have a news feed, and I, you know, I put articles up on my news feed, and I take keywords that are relevant back to my site, which I just started doing this past week, and linking them back to my site. Like if I'm trying to rank for Lafayette, Indiana, which I try to rank for a lot, anytime those two words will occur in a news story, I'll link them back to my site because that's completely relevant. I only post them on my site, though. So if they're getting added into the search engine, it's because they, they found it at my site first. So I get flagged as the original presenter of that content. Um, nice. My, my fear would be that if I, put it, if I submitted it to an article writing um, mill, that they might get the credit for being the originator of that content, and then when it appeared on my site, I would be discounted or devalued for it. So I think if you're going to try to build links by linking back to yourself through articles that you're distributing, I would make sure that you post it on your own site first and wait till the, the engines pick it up there. So, so Shisha, let's get back to a little conference talk. Um, okay. Did you go to any of the any sessions at all that had to do with affiliate or landing page? No, I didn't. I kind of avoided those because I have been so not good at affiliate marketing that I mm-hmm. pretty much just resigned myself to the fact that I'm never going to be good at it, and I went to other sessions that I, I found more interesting. Okay. Do you want to tell us about some of those ones? Uh, sure, I'm looking through my notes real quick so that I remember which ones I went to. Um, I went to, let's see, the Feed Blogs News and Social Search, which was in Salon D during the first session. Mm-hmm. Um, that one, I was expecting a little bit more information, and it really kind of turned into one of those sessions where everyone talks, stands up and talks about their product and how they yeah. developed it and were kind of cool. Um, so that was a little depressing. I sat through three of the of the four speakers, and then I and then I bolted. Um, and then I wandered over into uh, the in-house optimization forum for the last few minutes. Um, that was, I mean, that was good. But I, I was in so late, I really didn't pick up a whole lot of information. Let's see. The next one I went to. Oh, it was the link development and linking optimization. Uh, Roger Monty was in that one. He between Roger and Ray. It, they're really, really good speakers, and I think any time they're listed on a panel, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure I attend that session. Right. Um, Ray, you know, she doesn't pull any punches, and she gets through her her spiel fast. When Roger got up, though, he he started just giving out these are the things you need to search for. This is how I find places I'm going to, I'm going to try to get links from, and these are the exact search terms I use when I'm trying to find these sites. So as soon as he started talking, everybody whipped out their notepads and started writing down, you know, everything that he was putting up. Um, so that was definitely, I think, one of the better, one of the better sessions that I attended. Um, That's good. I, I'm actually, I'm actually going to be speaking for the first time in uh, December fourth or fifth, actually, on Tuesday, two sessions on contextual stuff, and that's going to be the first time I've ever spoken anywhere. I've had like speaking passes before, but was ne- I was kind of like the Plan B speaker. Mm-hmm. So, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of nervous about it, and I definitely want to. The co- I guess the cool thing is, I never like to talk about my own stuff anyway. So, it's like um, I'm only going to use like real examples and, and stuff like that. So, I hope that it'll be good. Um, I think the attendees so, will appreciate that. Nobody, nobody wants to come in and hear a sales a sales talk because we can hear a sales story talk anytime we want. You know, it's yeah. when we go in there and we want we want to get the goods. We want we want some secrets. You know. Dish a little bit. Totally. Everyone's going to write it down and, and worship the ground you walk on for it. Yeah. 
Well, um, you know, one thing Nick Aldemip told me was, you know, people pay a lot of money to attend these things. And so, you know, wh- why would they want to come here and read some, or, you know, listen to you read to them or, you know, just hear a, a sales uh, pitch. And I know Danny is, I, I've, you know, now that I'm doing this, I've got the notes on, you know, how you're supposed to do it. And, they're, and they're, they really, really are so strong on, you know, never, you know, read. And, you know, they're really kind of almost anti-PowerPoint and bullet points and all that. And they want you to, you know, talk to the audience and not talk at them and, and stuff like that. So um, I think I think it'll be a pretty good show. I'm pretty excited to do it. I'm ready to get my feet wet a little bit in that arena. Adam, have you ever talked at any of the conferences? No, I have not. Oh. Is it, so, uh, but you're probably going to... I'm guessing sometimes. Uh, you know, I, d- I don't know. There's no plans right now uh, set gotcha. up for me to do that. Um, who knows what the future holds? But, uh, yeah, uh, I wouldn't. I, know, I, I wouldn't object I to I, it. I think I've heard Dax before, haven't I? Or, or has he? Yeah, never done? I I met you. I think uh, in New That's York, right. and we were hanging out at his pit my site. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I can say I swore I've seen Dax on a panel before. I've know I've seen Greg everywhere, um, and and we're just talking about the other people at Web Gorilla that Adam works with every day. I'm so jealous. I miss working with a team of people, like, so bad. I think it's awesome, the team you guys have there. Yeah, we um, have a good team here. Yeah, awesome. So, did I miss something, or did I hear David Naylor say he was uh, partnering up with Greg this morning on the search cast? <laughs> you know, I, I missed the search cast. I, I'm not okay. sure what he was referring to. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know if it was a joke or or what, so... Um, oh, I, yeah, you know, was, I, I can't confirm anything. I'm not sure what he was uh, what he was referencing there. Can't confirm or deny. Can't confirm or deny. I can't. I can't contribute anything. Awesome. So we have another question. This one's actually about making money online, which I love those questions. So much more than SEO. Just to remind everybody, I'm not a very good SEO. Although Adam is probably works with the best SEO company there is. So um, today's probably one of the better days to ask SEO questions. But I'm not SEO. Any SEO stuff I do is purely coincidental. And um, the guys that follow the show, the SEO rock stars, are the guys to ask SEO questions. So hold your SEO questions for them. You can ask me, like, how to monetize traffic because I think I'm kind of good at that. So, all right, this question says, uh, Shoe Money, when you use second and third tier PPC, do you filter it before sending it to a landing page that you separate Chinese traffic from USA? And that comes from the web professor in the chat room. Um, I always geotarget um, some systems uh, like a Google Ads, um, they will automatically geotarget for you. So if you have somebody coming, I mean, I do it in addition to that, but yes, to answer your question, whenever I use second or third tier, especially AdBright and the, you know, the others than Google, Microsoft, and Yahoo, I, I always geotarget the traffic just to, just to double check. So um, I hope that answers your question. And, and always just build out your pages based on that on that traffic. So, Adam, do you do any of the landing page stuff much, or no? We don't really spend much time doing that. But those, could, could you elaborate? You know, what, what you sure. do there a little bit. You know, the geotargeting totally. and right. Basically, um, if somebody comes, like let's say ringtones, of course, I always end up talking about ringtones. But um, if somebody comes to my page and I bid on the phrase Nextel. Okay, Nextel ringtones, let's say. And somebody comes to my landing page for, actually, Nextel ringtones is a bad example. Let's say Britney Spears ringtones, okay? Somebody finds my landing page, comes from Google, they clicked on the ad, uh, the AdWords ad 
on Google for Britney Spears ringtones, but they're in Italy. Okay? So my landing page only has U.S. carriers. So obvious, So what, I'm, what they just came from, uh, I have nothing to offer them because they're in Italy. So the cool thing is, like, some of the uh, affiliates will actually automatically send the traffic to the Italian ringtone providers. So you can nice. get paid, and it's not just throwaway traffic. So that's, that's all set up, and you have that set up with Azugal where they could redirect uh, correct. traffic from outside the country to other sites for you. That's correct. And they, and they do that for every country they have offers for. And nice deal. Yeah, also, but then for other things, um, you know, you kind of have to do it yourself. Like, let's say if you're into, oh, gosh, there's so many different things, you know. I mean, like, that just cater to U.S. traffic and, and things. If, if, for instance, if you were doing contextual advertising arbitrage, so you're buying clicks on Yahoo, Google, to send to other, you know, contextual advertisers, mm-hmm. well, you know, Yahoo has a deal where you have to send them only U.S. traffic. So you're not supposed to show YPN ads on, you know, pages that are getting traffic out of the country. Right. So, right. you know, then you would want to show them a different a different ad. And, you know, and it's IP delivery, cloaking. I mean, it's geotargeting. It's, it's all really, once you get kind of good at it, then you can really learn to have fun with it. And this kind of leads also into a recent topic that I've heard a lot of people talk about, but I haven't heard a lot of meat in what they're talking about. And that uh, the landing page quality score um, that, you know, Google has totally revamped it. Now they're trying to fingerprint stuff. And if you have AdSense or YPN on your landing page, they're going to give you a, they're going to make you pay more for words than somebody who has just content. So I I always say, why, why are you showing to these people? I'm always like, why are you showing bots contextual ads? I mean, you should, I mean, in my opinion, if somebody comes to my site, I mean, I'm not showing that bot an ad because they can't click on it. I, I have no way to profit from that. I mean, it just, it just to me, that just seems so silly that it just seems, it just seems common sense that people show ads, contextual ads and other ads to bots. I mean, I would think if you're going to want to show something to bots, show them, I don't know, links or, you know, I mean, something that is going to, you're, you can at least profit from. So... Anyway, all right, it's time to take another break. And, um, Brasco, let's go ahead and take our second break. And when we get back, we'll talk a little bit more conference coverage, and we'll also hit some more questions from the chat room. Stick around. Net income on webmasterradio.fm. We'll be back after this short break. Three a.m. traveling to a conference in Oklahoma City. Steve Talbot's Ford Escort radiator hose bursts near the town of Hooker. He types Hooker Escort Hookup into another local search engine's one-box search. He has a great time that he can't expense. TrueLocal.com. Two boxes. One click. Great results. It's no secret. Linking with relevant sites is a dynamic way to enhance site traffic. Avoid using unethical practices to promote your website. Obtain quality, relevant links with linksmanager.com. Since 1999, linksmanager.com has been the leading choice for managing link campaigns by thousands of websites. 
Editor-based link management software makes relevant link exchange ethical, fast, and easy. No software to install. Free unlimited support. Try linksmanager.com free for 30 days. Accept no limitations. Wow. I never saw anyone fish with such a wide net before. Oh, really? I don't like fishing with a pole. Can't catch the big ones fast enough. No kidding. You've got a bunch. Yeah, I know. This wide net gives me great distribution and reach. Really? How's it work? Well, fish like to move around to various parts of the lake, so by casting a wide net, I gather fish from everywhere they congregate. Wow, that's pretty smart. Thanks. Wide nets work. And they make you look smart. If you're looking to cast a wider net and fish where the fish are, Look Smart Advertising Solutions can help. Go to signup.looksmart.com to learn more. Flashback, November 2004. A brand new radio station launched onto the World Wide Web. That station was WebmasterRadio.fm. Today, Webmaster Radio is one of the fastest growing internet media outlets in the world. In the world. Webmaster Radio boasts one of the most respected talk radio lineups in the internet business world. Danny Sullivan, Chris Tall, Susan Brett, Jim Hedger, Barry Schwartz, Jeremy Shoemaker, Ryan and Jeffrey Eisenberg, Greg Nyland, Katie Kempner. We travel coast to coast to bring you the most extensive and detailed live coverage of the most high profile trade shows in the world. Add tech, search engine strategy, RSA, Webmaster World, DMA, Ecom Expo. And we have brought you keynote speeches and interviews of some of the biggest influential names in business today. Eric Schmidt, Andrew Hayward, Barry Diller, John Patel, Keith Ferraz, and way too many others to mention. Our live programming and on-demand podcasting keeps the B2B world informed. We are webmasterradio.fm and we're everywhere. It's time to turn your site into a money-making machine with net income on webmasterradio.fm. Now, join your host as we bring on the bling, Jerry Shoemaker. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. If you just joined us, we're being joined by Shandy King from the Web Girl team and Michelle, who is an active Webmaster Radio chat room participant. So we're getting a lot of uh, questions and comments from the chat room. And we just talked about landing page score and some other stuff. And people now are, are kind of saying, well, Matt Cutt said this, though, and he said this, and he said this. And all I have to say is, you know, I just talk about from my experience. And I know Matt says a lot of things, and I'm not saying he's wrong because, obviously, he's not. But at the same time, I know what is working for me and some other people. And, I mean, that's just what and, I'm you know, talking that about. That seems to be a big theme with a lot of webmasters is that they really worry about what everybody says to do and to not to do. And, you know, I think you kind of proven the example. Just go out and test a bunch of stuff, and you'll see that some stuff works and some stuff doesn't work. And, yeah. Um, you know, just, just, you know, do it. Test everything. Yeah, that's really like my motto here in um, in my company is, is just do it. I mean, just let's, let's roll it and test it and see what we learn from it. And, um, I mean, I don't really think people are listening to the show to hear me regurgitate what Matt Cutts says because I think, well, you can read that on his blog. I mean, it's definitely some good guidelines. It's good stuff to know, and it's good stuff to test. I mean, if he says something, test it, you know, and, and exactly. maybe even test what he doesn't say, you know, or what he says not to do, and see, and see for yourself. I mean, even he said before, you know, the best webmasters and stuff like that are the ones that are always testing. So, I mean, that's my best advice. That's the only way you're going to learn in this business anyways. Yeah, totally. Is 
really, it's not even trial by fire, though. I mean, it's just, it's really just, you know, test some stuff and, uh, and see what happens. I know sometimes I'm just amazed at what does work. And uh, the one blog I really love to read is I, I really like SEO Black Hat. That guy comes up with some great case studies, and um, he has some really deep roots in the industry that a lot of people would be stunned to know that he was affiliated with because they're actually white hat good sites. Yeah. But, but he he's learned so much by experimenting on the darker side that he's able to offer all these sites. And sorry, uh, Quadzilla, if you're listening, I don't mean to ruin your Black Hat name. But, but um, you know, <laughs> definitely you learn so much by just experimenting with not just blackhead, but, I mean, with everything. You just always got to test stuff. So. And he's got that forum, right? Or you go and sign up for that forum. You can pay on a monthly basis and learn yeah. all that. Yeah. He, has a, he has a paid forum. Um, it's pretty pricey. It's got some great info in it, and a lot of people share stuff in there because they, it's kind of like the whole thing. They figure if people are going to pay that much, they're not in there, you know, just thinking around. So Yeah. Yeah, it's... It's a it's a pretty good resource, but but I want to say my favorite blackout resource is definitely the syndicate forum. So there's a there's a lot of great stuff in there. A lot of people who test stuff and you know report what they find. So it's an amazing resource. All right. So um, and someone asked, does Quadzilla go to conferences? I've never seen him at a conference. I know he uh, just got back from Brazil, but um, he was really interested in, in talking about maybe doing something if we do more of the retreat stuff. So, um, you know, uh, anyway, so Seashell, what mm-hmm. else did you, uh, did you go through your notes and stuff? Did you find another session? I'm still uh, looking session? through my notes. I, um, I popped into the CSS and HTML coding today session, and mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't sit through the whole thing. However, I did get one little nugget that I think is going to completely, it, it made the whole conference worth it for me, and this may not be a big deal to anyone else, but... I learned you can call multiple classes from the same tag in CSS. Nice. That was, like, fantastic because I don't have to write a new stupid class for every single different style I want. I can just load them up, you know, instead of having one particular class that makes something bold, underlined, and italicized all at the same time, I can just call the bold, the underlined, and the italicized all in the same tag. Right. And it's going, to make my, it's going to make my style sheets a lot leaner, and I'm, I've already started reworking some of them. I'm just really excited to get that implemented because I'm tired of having style sheets that are three miles long. So that yeah. was good information. I was yeah, good so re- retardedly happy when I got that information. I was just getting I'm sure a lot of people didn't know that. It's great. Yeah, totally, and also the, um, you know, also just just that's what I think this the whole conferences are about is just I mean there's there's a lot of stuff where it it may be common sense to some people or it may not but I mean I know one of the biggest most profitable things I've ever learned at any of these things was the thing that Chris Ramonde put on and most people laughed at him when he said what he said and I took it and ran with it and have done some pretty amazing things with it and and then some but I mean it's like you know, you got to really listen to a lot of what those people say because a lot of them are really mad scientists at what they do. And some, some may be, you know, just some basic uh, stuff that you just overlooked or, you know, or you were just getting the more technical side of it. So, good stuff. So you know, I'm pretty what, impressed uh, because I saw you, Seashell, uh, hanging out with us most of the night and you managed to make it into the sessions during the day. So, I'm not yeah. sure how you were able to pull that off. You know, I spent I spent five years working at medical conferences where I was actually on staff there, and the doctors would all be like, oh, Seashell, Seashell, come party with us until 4 in the morning. And then I had to be on duty at 6 o'clock 
you know, showered and acting like I wasn't still drunk. So I, I've had some practice. That's great. Um, okay, the next session I went to that I liked was on Wednesday. It was the local and mobile local search session. Um, the things I got out of that one that I, you know, probably should have known, but I really didn't, um, didn't really think about them that much, was including in, in my keywords zip codes and area codes and airport codes, things that, you know, I don't know, I've used, I use cities and I might use specific, uh, specific terms to the locale, but it didn't really, I don't know, it never really clicked with me that I should go for the, the area code and zip code um, to help you know, target things in the search engines. The other thing I had kind of forgotten, but I was sort of doing in a backwards sort of way, was using variations of um, colloquialisms in the, the copy. Uh, one of the things that Jake Bailey had said was that if you're in Chicago, I, see, I think it was Jake, it might not have been, I apologize if it wasn't. Um, if you're in Chicago, you're not looking for a Chicago plastic surgeon, you're looking for a loop plastic surgeon or a Gold Coast plastic surgeon. So it helps if you understand the terms that the locals use to help better target the locals. Um, Did they mention how uh, how they go about doing that? I think it's a lot of research. I, he didn't give away any specifics because he really did give a lot of information in his talk. Um, but my guess would be, you know, you have to understand your market and you have to understand where your, you know, who your audience is. And I think, and, and I think this goes. This is just going to go to not spreading yourself too thin and starting too many projects at once. If you have one project that you're seriously working on, um, you focus on that one long enough to get it done right. Then again, Guy Kawasaki also said if it's worth doing, it's worth doing half-assed until you, uh, until you can go back and revise it. Nice. So, that I is what I mean. That, i got to say a lot of times I spread myself so thin, I, just, I like to say I plant a lot of seeds every day, and then I watch to see what grows, and then if it grows, I water it. So, I mean, being that, it's basically me and Dilsmack and... and you know, we can only focus resources on so much. So right. we, we try a lot of things. And it was, I, I like, uh, I found out that uh, I talked to some people that are really doing well with our eBay ad system. And honestly, we haven't been paying that much attention to it. So it's like, wow, we're going to refocus. We got some great feedback from him on what features he would like to see implemented. And so we're like, well, maybe that will take off. So I don't know. You know, it's, it's uh, I get so much out of the conferences meeting with people and, and that, and that's what that's what I really like. I'm impressed, also as well, Seychelle, that you were able to hang with us. Although I, I didn't see you throwing them back like we were, but that's all right. That's I had good, though, the, the, you night got I, to go to the... the night I hung out with you guys. I had a 6:30 a.m. flight, and having flown drunk before, I will never do that again. So. Oh, wow, that that's is the only early. way to fly. And I'm just yeah. pardon. <laughs> Well, I'm I, just I actually, disappointed I didn't was, get to go to the, uh, the the little nudie bar you guys went to after uh, the Playboy Club. I don't know anything about that one. Oh, for the record, uh, I wasn't oh, there. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I was saying. I must have been on drugs. Yep. Yeah. That was one of those uh, experimental things. I just I read about them, and, you know, we had to actually see, because, you know, you never know if you're going to have somebody that... It, anyway. Somebody so, might want you to build a site for that. It's research. I'm sure yeah. it's deductible. I'm sure. I don't know. That would be interesting. But uh, what are you guys working over there at Web Gorilla? What are we working on over here? Yeah. You know, we have uh, our clients that we manage on a day-to-day basis. Um, right. We do a lot of research, uh, you know, testing to see how things are working, and, you know, we apply them to our clients and our own sites. So yep. we're pretty busy here. 
That's a nice company line. That's, uh, that's good. Good stuff. I know you guys are you do great work. I met so many really great uh, people there at Greg's party. Um, that was having, a great party, wasn't it? That was incredible. I, I mean, mean we went to Barbara the Playboy and, party, the MSN party, and, and, oh, and Greg's gosh. party all at the Palms. And, uh, uh, you know, not, not trying to be biased or anything, but that Web Gorilla party was probably the best one, I thought. Yeah, I said that to a couple people. I said, you know what, this week I've been at the Playboy Club, Ghost Bar, Hugh Hefner Suite, you know, you name it, we were there, yeah. and then it was like, but Greg's party was by far the coolest. That dance contest they had with Dax and Marcus, which I have most of that on video, actually, so. I broke out some break dancing. You didn't see that. I, I, old hel- I pulled out the old helicopter. Oh, nice. Yeah, very nice. I missed that. I must yeah, have been no, in the, uh, full the on, training, full on the training helicopter. poker session. Yeah. Although Marcus pulled out his Chippendales little thing there. I'm not sure you where he got that him. from. Yeah, I don't know. You you got to watch out for him, though. <laughs> the, what a tremendous guy Marcus is. From uh, came comes all the way from Germany for these things, man, and he's and he's a champ too. And and uh, also for those who haven't seen my pictures, theshoemoney.com slash gallery. Um, there's a uh, Dill Smack bet Marcus a hundred bucks he wouldn't wear his lederhosen around Vegas, and Dill Smack lost money. So pretty hilarious. Um, there's a lot of pictures there, but then at the same time. He got most girls coming up to him going, I love your outfit. So That pretty... guy is hilarious. When he sat he down next to Santa Claus with Dax wearing his lederhosen, he looked like oh an elf. Oh, my goodness. We are so lucky. <laughs> I've never been thrown out of a Vegas <laughs> Sorry, casino. Sorry, Marcus, if you're listening to this man, but that was hilarious. No, he knows. He knows. <laughs> we, he knows that we had a great time with him. We, we're not laughing at him. And the, uh, I mean... I've never been thrown out of a Vegas casino, but I think we were pretty close <laughs> with uh Oh, yeah. We were close. You guys are being mean to George. Oh, George. Oh, yeah. George, if you're listening, which there's no way in hell you George, are. George, if you're listening. We're I think sorry. he does that. I was listening to the Shoe Money Show. And George yeah. internet? Yeah. So <laughs> he, he was, he's been doing that since 72 there at uh, Binion's Casino. If you see George there and he sounds like a jerk, just uh, tell him we said hi. I don't think surprised. I don't think anybody really knows what we're talking about about George. Mm. George is George was yeah. a dealer at poker, and he was very he was very big on keeping to the rules, and we were very big on not keeping to the rules. And George was getting a little testy. Well, so, how many times did they bring a new dealer and tell us that we all can't play the game, but yet we've been sitting there for six hours? Yeah, we actually got them to sit. Was there thirteen of us? Yeah, about 12, that. Yeah, at a table that's only supposed to sit, I think, at the max nine. So. That was that was pretty impressive. All right, guys, we got to go to our last break, and when we come back, we'll do a little wrap up of a uh, pubcon, and um, we'll see you then. Great. Stick around. Net income on webmasterradio.fm. We'll be back after this short break. Once a tool used exclusively for communicating with the media, PR Web was the first company to develop a distribution strategy around direct-to-consumer communication by implementing Web 2.0 technologies. PR Web has completed the online communication loop by directly engaging your audience with your news. For example, PR Web is the first newswire to integrate press release trackback. Whether you want to dominate your market or just make a little noise, PR Web is here to help. You thrive in the marketplace and the media. PR Web. 
Dude, fishing in Costa Rica is going to be awesome. Amen, bro. Now that ValueClick Media had netted FastClick, we've got one of the largest online advertising networks fishing us for big bucks. You know, while we're out catching snapper. Hey, Steve, you're coming too, right? No, I'm still using BenAsRUs.com. I can't afford to be away. You've got to work with ValueClick Media. i got this great account manager who's easy to work with, and they have access to the best advertisers and earn me high rates. Don't worry. We'll bring back pictures. Yeah, terrific. Visit ValueClick Media now and click on Solutions for Publishers for more details. Value Click Media. Attention webmasters. Wish you could convert more web traffic into cash? No need to rub a lamp. Just click on GenieKnows.com. Install a search box on your site or incorporate paid listings XML into search results. And at your command, GenieKnows.com pays cash for each result your users click on. Enjoy prompt payment and superior customer service. Earn even more through our referral program. GenieKnows has delivered results. G-E-N-I-E-K-N-O-W-S.com. Jump into the inner circle every Thursday with That's a Wrap! I had gone through the motions as we were attending the very first ever podcasting conference. Where we thought there were going to be like, you know, three, four hundred people there max, and there were 2,500 people there. Adam Curry kind of sort of boycotted the event. Really? Right? Like he holed up over at the Sheraton since he scored himself almost $10 million from Sequoia, right? And he bought Podcast Alley. You know, you call yourself the self-proclaimed pod father, right? Like, that's what he calls himself. I'm not calling myself the archive father, you know, just because there wasn't an iPod then. Give me a break. That's a wrap. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, followed by Rainmaker, only on Webmaster Radio. It's time to turn your site into a money-making machine with net income on webmasterradio.fm. Now, join your host as we bring on the blade. Jeremy Shoemaker. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. And uh, we're just going to wrap up the show here. Maybe we can get a little uh, brief synopsis of what people got out of the conference. Um, Seashell, do you want to go first? You want a brief synopsis, or do you want... Yeah, uh, just just maybe, uh, you know, what you were expecting, what you got out of it, you know, and... Um, I think I think I got out of it what I was expecting. I was warned in advance that the Vegas show is a lot bigger than the non-Vegas show, and that it's it's less intimate. There's um, there's a lot less everybody hanging around in the same bar afterwards, so it's a little bit tougher to network. That being said, everyone was very friendly. Um, you know, when you get to a certain point in your learning curve, some of the sessions do get a little a little on the boring side because you feel like you've heard it all before. But I think it's worth it to kind of stick it out and and try to. You know, stay awake no matter how much you've been drinking the night before, because you, you never know when you're going to pick up a little nugget of, of something important. And then uh, the other thing is, I I made lots of friends. I, I introduced myself. I passed out a ton of business cards, and you know, I, I made groups to hang out with and made sure that I, I put myself out there to network. And I think by doing those things, I definitely you know, got my money's worth. Yeah, and um, Adam, yeah. What was uh what were you kind of expecting to get out of it? What what did you get out of it? And uh just kind of a, a cap on it if you would. You know, it's 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 a great networking uh event and I, I think if you go there and you expect that you're gonna make, meet a lot of people, there's certain people that you're gonna like right away and there's certain people that you're not and uh you know, just kinda of go with it and be yourself and uh you know, you're gonna get a lot a lot of information. Um I prefer 
you know, the networking sessions that we kind of did, which was in the late evening. You know, we could talk shop right. and have a good time. Um, I much prefer that than sitting in a session, but uh, the sessions are important. I think they're very important, and if you're new to the shows, then you should definitely attend them. But uh, if you're looking to establish good relationships, uh, then you definitely need to be in the bar, and you've got to be throwing down some drinks and have a good time with everybody into the early hours, because that's, that's really where a lot of great information comes from. Yeah, and also where, like, uh, a lot of business relationships are developed, Absolutely. I think. Um, yeah. I, I just, I didn't really have a lot of expectations for this one. I really, I mean, it's Vegas, you know, so I had, and I had a lot of meetings uh, for lunch and dinner with people, so I, I wasn't really, I wanted those relationships to evolve that I had booked, and I, I wasn't really sure what to expect from the show. Um, you know, being that it's about my um, I want to say 12th show of the sort. Um, so I've, I've pretty much seen most of the sessions, heard, you know, the same presentations a lot of times. A lot. I, I would have really liked to have seen Kawasaki and uh, Battelle and, and, and even Danny, and they do, they do such a great job. But, um, yeah, that's just too early, and, and I'm just up. I mean, it's more important for me to hang out and maintain relationship. You know, the best of the web guys are, you know, some of my best friends in this industry, and um, those guys are great guys to know. And, uh, you know, they're setting a brand in their shirts and stuff that I think is, is in, the, in the very near future. I mean, I think they're going to be, I mean, you just can't make friends at the rate they're making and brand yourself at the rate they're doing and not turn into a huge success. You know, the, I think shortly they'll take over the DMAs, you know, as a, as a form of, I mean, it's certainly a great resource for everybody, and everybody loves them, you know, so... Uh, I can't yeah, say enough about yeah, the yeah. Those two guys are they're great. As a matter of fact, everything in their company is great. Um, yeah, and, and, now, they, and they work hard too. I mean, they stand there uh-oh. in their booth all day, and you know they hand out shirts, and you know they they give everybody a few minutes, uh, you know, a few minutes of time, and it's genuine. And uh, that's yeah. what's great about these kinds of shows. If people are nervous about going, or you know, afraid that they can't approach people. I mean, my first show was last last year, uh, right when I met you in uh, New York, and. Uh, you know, walked right up to these guys, including yourself, and you know, we just hit it off. So right, it's uh, you know, it's an easy thing to do, and uh, and I highly recommend people do it. So um, so I kind of left with, um, you know, being actually made some new business relationships. I could talk with Neil Patel, uh, quite a bit. That guy's doing some impressive stuff, and um, I think we're going to work with him on a few things. Um, you know, so I just met so many people that, you know. Uh, they they're from Webmaster Radio or from you know the blog or whatever, and it was it was very very cool, and I love meeting people, and it was really awesome. So great show. There was a outstanding attendance. I've never I think it's probably one of the busiest shows I've ever been to. I would say that this last one is was honestly my favorite conference I've ever really gone to. Even though I didn't really make it to the conference, but I mean I mean just the amount of people and the quality of people and all that. There's cool a lot stuff, to do. So. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to be it in was, Chicago? I am. I'm speaking there, so... That's right. And, uh, okay, great. Yep. So I'll be on two uh, contextual session panels. One is uh, just an overall uh, presentation on contextual advertising, and then the other one is a total site clinic where people throw out sites and we'll... Me and, it's going to be me and Jen Jensen, so should be should be pretty cool. I'm really excited about it. So um, I just want to thank you both. Seashell, uh, Seashell site is C-S-H-E-L.com, correct? Yes, thank you. Yeah, she does a great blog there. And Adam has shandyking.com. 
Thank you both for coming on. I really appreciate it. I know it was last minute notice. Yeah, and, thanks for uh, having me on, man. Oh, no, thanks yeah. for having me. Thank you very much. And we'll, uh, we'll catch everybody next week, same time.